Okay, and welcome to another edition of a personal trainer's guide to wealth creation. I'm with, with this massive unit standing next to me, Mr. Brad Shepard. Hello, gang. We're here today to talk about how to sack somebody that's not performing for your business. Now, it's uh, one of those areas that when you are starting to grow your business and team that uh, you'll, you'll be hiring people. And we have done a whole podcast on how to hire people effectively. We'll touch on little bits of that because it's important in this one as well. But more, more focus today is, you know, when, it, when you do have somebody who hasn't worked out, how do you know how to do that effectively? At what point? What time? And, and all those awkward moments that can come, ar- um, come about when it is time to maybe let somebody go from your business. Mm. And before we get into it, my experience with this is that this is a totally normal process in your business. So when you start hiring somebody and you start building yourself a team of people, I would just I would, I would chalk it up to just growing pains as part of being a team. Now, I mean, the ultimate and the most perfect scenario is that you start yourself a fitness business, you hire your first person and they're perfect and you hire your second person and they're perfect and that keeps going and going and you never have to do this. If that's the case for you, happy days, good on you. But I know for a fact that, you know, myself in my business and in many of the businesses that we consult to in coaching them in their business they they enter a scenario where someone's not performing and they have to get to that point of of letting them go so what today is all about is figuring out how do you know when it is time to let somebody go and how do you go about that and and how do you do it so so kicking off with that uh what when is when do you know it's time to let go of someone well we can look at some scenarios there and look uh, if you find that you're, you're repeating yourself over and over again, you're having similar conversations with the same person about the same thing, uh, and you find yourself getting frustrated, uh, you know, you're going home and you're talking to your partner, all, all these things about this particular person, then that would be the first highlight sign for me that, uh, I guess, firstly, have you addressed, you know, uh, effectively this, the situation with this particular team member, but... Um, I had an example just the other week with one of our students and clients and what I noticed is that just become this ongoing focus on this one person and the frustrations that they were they were bringing to, to the business and uh, it just got to the point where we're going, look, you, you do need to, I guess, sit this person down and have, um, have a serious conversation. So, I mean, Brad, in your experience on this topic... Mm. Is there anything else that you have found or witnessed that, you know, when does it become the right time mm. to, I guess, draw that line in the sand? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from experience, number one, it's got to come down to having regular check-ins, you know. So regular structured team meetings, regular personal development workshops, regular time when you guys get together and train and so forth. So, you know, if you start to see some, some chinks in that armour, for example, someone can't attend the team meeting for a, a certain reason, then they can't turn up to train with you a couple of days later because another thing's popped up. And I just found that there can start to be a bit of a pattern that starts to develop around that. So that's that can be number one. And then consequently, you start hearing little 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 small things that can that can that can make a difference and so when we go back to it the nuts and bolts of it you do need to have solid kpis in the business key performance indicators where you know that your team there's certain things that they need to do to fulfill their role successfully and and quite simply if that stuff's not happening then it's it's step number one for us to start going down the path of exploring some other options yeah it 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 really does come back to when we talk about the hiring process that you, you need to have the hiring process sorted first. And a lot of, uh, 
Not always, but there's that there's that theory higher slowly and uh, I guess fire quickly, and that's where this process comes from that Brad's talking about the KPIs now. Uh, where you can run into trouble is if you have rushed into hiring somebody and you haven't had a proper structure in place, uh, you have no uh, maybe team culture, mission statement, you have no real clear objective for the, for, the, for the team member, then that also can lead to some uncertainty, unclar- you know, not having clarity um, for both the team member and, and they can have that as well. So just to backtrack, that there is that structure set up when you hire someone that needs to be crystal clear so then there are KPIs are, are aware. And I guess that way then it's, it really does boil down to, you know, is everyone in that team doing what their roles are? Is everyone fulfilling their responsibilities, which is what you're getting at before? Correct. And it's not personal then. It's about, well, this was the agreement. This was the role. This was the expectations. Yep. Are they getting met or aren't they getting met? Correct. Yep. Absolutely. And I, I can think of many scenarios. Like I remember having a, a trainer on our team at Peak Physique and he was an excellent trainer, did a really great job. And But this guy was just on the paperwork side of things and the follow-up was was particularly useless, you know, for want of a better word. And even getting his tax invoice in on a weekly basis so he could just get paid was, was we'd have to follow him up to get him to give us the tax invoice so he could get paid, you know. So little things like that. Now, he didn't get sacked as a result of that. But, you know, it was about us sitting down and addressing that and going, all right, well, we're going to need to put some strategies in place to, to be able to uh, deal with that moving forward. Otherwise, this, this is going to become an issue because it's more time, it's more effort, more energy. We've got to keep following you up so you can give us a tax invoice so you can get paid. Um, the other part, back to the hiring side of it, is just make sure that you don't fall into the trap in the beginning of, of hiring everyone um, that you meet or just anyone <laughs> and what I mean by that is that in the beginning you can start to meet with people and you can not be really 100% clear on who you're looking for or the, the type of quality in terms of personality or the style and so you start with a, a, a chat or an interview or something and suddenly you like the person hey they're like they, they got a good energy they seem like they could be a good fit I've got a couple of clients lined up ready to go I'm starting to feel like I need somebody and I'll stick them on and just get them started so look from my experience it's back to that theory of taking it nice and slowly and doing it step by step and you really want to make sure that before you you sign off on some agreement or some contract or whatever it is that you are are really 100 percent happy with them Um, the other part is just just grabbing anyone because you feel like you need them and they're going to fill the spot or fill the hole and you know in my opinion that's a recipe for disaster yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. And and just on that, uh, I guess as well, Brad, one of one of the things that we like to do is just look at the role and go, what are the absolutely non-negotiable traits or you know um, things that we need in a person for this particular role? So you know you might have you might have a list of ten or so, but that's going to be a little bit unrealistic. And you might narrow it down to like the three three or four things you go for this role. If this person doesn't uh, exhibit or have these t- type of qualities then they're probably not the ideal fit. Yep, that, that's right. Um, the other part is back to not taking it personally, and that, that part is just, just so critical. And we speak about this, you've got a, you're going to have a business relationship and you're going to have a personal relationship. Now, that's going to extend to you and your clients. It's also going to extend to you and your team members or your staff. So you will you will know each other in business and you'll do business together. They will be part of your team. And second to that, you also have a personal relationship with them where you'll, you'll you know, no doubt many of you will begin to like each other. You'll, you'll hang out socially. Uh, I would imagine you would enjoy each other's time and company. So 
what that means is that at any point in time when you want to address something that's business related, you can just have the conversation with your team member and say to them, look, as you know, we've got a, a business relationship and we've got a personal relationship and what I'm, I'm speaking to you about today is, is strictly about business and I've been noticing that these things have been happening or this pattern's been occurring or this hasn't been getting done or whatever it is. And it just enables you to bring up that conversation. Whereas if you're a business owner and that might be a little bit confronting for you, it's, a, it's an easy way to deliver that message. Yeah, I yeah, agree 100%. The, uh, the, next, the, next, the next part about that is when you are in that meeting and you are, uh, I guess, you're, like, one of the things that we like to do is we'll, we'll address the issue and not the person. So this is more of a communication-style tip and leadership tip. So uh, what can happen is you can, you can sit there and you can see one of your team members you know, not prospecting the gym floor when, you know, and they're off chatting to one of the other trainers or they're just goofing off. And, you know, as you start to witness that, it can build up some frustration uh, each time that you do it. So number one is we have a, we have a thing called nip it in the bud. And, and as soon as you see something that is maybe frustrating, you don't let it fester out and, and grow and build to the part where it will affect your communication. Um, because, of course, the more emotionally you know, wound up you are, that will definitely have an impact on the way you deliver the message. So if you do see something that, you know, you're not happy with because it doesn't meet your level of expectations or standards, then, you know, you need to grab that, that particular team member, have a chat, and then there is a way that you deliver it, like Brad was just talking about. So we don't want to start telling them what they need to do to fix it or do this, do that, because that's not helping anybody grow or develop. Uh, you want to pull them aside and, and ask some questions. Just like the way that we would do it is go, look, um, there's a couple of things I want to speak to you about. Um, in my mind, I, I feel like, you know, um, there's a couple of things that need to be addressed. But first, I want to just seek to understand your level of thinking, where you're at with it, and make sure that you truly understand the role because maybe there's a way that I haven't explained it properly. And, and that way, people aren't going to be defensive. They're not going to feel like they're on, you know, a, a jury stand about to be found guilty, they're, they're, you're actually gonna be getting the best information out of where they are, because maybe they're just feeling nervous at the start, they're not sure, they weren't clear. Uh, so we wanna, we wanna stay out of making too much of a judgment at the early stage. And, w- and what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about repeat incidences where you've, you've had this kind of chat and they've keep doing it, that's a different conversation altogether. I'm talking about the first time that this arises, mm. that this is how you would address the person. So you wanna get them in and first seek to understand. Now, look, uh, when you come on board with the team, uh, this is some of the roles and responsibilities. Uh, how do you feel like it's matching up? Do you feel like you're fulfilling that? Is there anything you're not sure about? And let them explain to you exactly how they think they're going at the time and then you can, you can understand and seek back that information to them and then you can proceed to, if you disagree in some shape or form, then you can start to seek to under, be understood at the start. But it really is important how you set that conversation up. Yeah, I agree with that. And what I heard, there was a lot of uh, compassion coming across and that's what you want to have for your team members. You want to have compassion. And, you know, for some people, it's also, as the boss, not wanting to feel like the bad guy or the bad person in this relationship. Now, with that in mind, you know, we, we love and we promote the idea of be, being a being an advisor, being a consultant, you know. So you, you, you lead people into this, okay? So you manage things, you lead people. However, by the same token, there are going to be times when you are going to piss some people off, right? You're going to, you're going to need to have a level of assertiveness as the leader that 
you know, occasionally your your team members are, are going to feel you you are you, you might upset some people. It could happen, but that's the reality of it, and that's their choice that they've, you know, taken taken the information on personally. <laughs> uh, as long as it's delivered in the correct way, then you've done you've done your your job appropriately. Yeah, absolutely. So you you would have that initial conversation in your chat, and you would seek to get some type of agreement moving forward. Mm. So. If, uh, if after that you, you both have sat down and you go, right, okay, look, let's address this, this behaviour or, or what's not happening. And so, again, separating the person and the action. So we're going, we're going reasonably, you know, reasonably hard on the problem that needs to be solved because, you know, if that part of the role is not being fulfilled, mm. it's going to have, you know, some kind of negative impact moving forward. So you would you would address that you'd get some um, some commitment from them. So I'm a big fan, and I know you're the same of getting them to tell you what they're going to do mm. to correct this. What effort they're going to put in. So if sales is letting them down, they're they're responsible for that, but they're not doing any training in that area. Then we want to know what what are you going to do? Like I'm all all for jumping in and helping someone, just as long as they're going to put the legwork in. Mm. Yep. So that I, I want at that point go. How are we going to um, correct this and what's your part in playing it? What are you going to do to improve in this area? And then we need to find a way to track and measure it. Yep, yep, absolutely. And and um, with that too, like in amongst a team of 13 personal trainers that I had, I, I, I saw that there was probably around about eight or nine of those PTs who weren't that great at sales. And... I figured out that, hold on, that's probably not the best use of their time uh, or best use of my time to educate them up because they weren't that skilled at Number one, they weren't that passionate about it, but they were really good PTs. So consequently, we just made sure that the rest of the team took care of the sales component. You know, So there are different ways um, of looking at it from your business. If someone starts messing up, but the, the other thing that we need to do is have this stuff formally documented. And by that, we mean a written warning. And so in our business, it was a three-stroke policy, three strikes and you're out. So a written warning was, was something where we, we would formally, you know, put a date, a time to it, state the incident, um, state the reason why that this person's getting a written warning. And what I found is it just, given that le- level of formality, really enabled someone to step up. It wasn't just another sideline chat. It wasn't a quick, hey, mate, can, I've, I've just noticed X, Y, or Z. It's, let's sit down and formally discuss it. And that one was very powerful. Uh, won't you do that? Of course, if uh, things don't change, then it's just going to get to the point where, you know, uh, the thing that I liked to do is like I, I've covered all the bases as a leader or, or a boss or an employer, whatever whatever phrase or word you want to use. Uh, I just like to know that I've got a proper structure in place that when it does come time to say, right, we've given this the best shot. We've had uh, a few conversations about it now. There was a good length of time for you to um, improve, to change. It would seem at this point that that's not occurring. Uh, the the thing about this process is that it just they're making their own decision. They they've decided with their feet because they've n- nothing's changed. So mm. at that point, then for me personally, I feel more comfortable. Go right. It just doesn't seem like it's the right arrangement. This is not the good fit, uh, right fit mm. uh, because nothing's changed. Here we are, eight weeks later or whatever the time frame is that you you gave it see some improvement and there's not so then i guess at the end of the day this is where it's not personal might be disappointing but it's not personal and then you go right based on all our previous chats and and the agreement we had in place it's i think it's now time that uh, we part ways Mm. now there's a couple of ways to do it because the other bit is you know sometimes our clients ask us hey how do i actually how do i how do i sack somebody you know how do i physically go about it and as you've heard what Jason was just indicating there, that's one way to start 
there's another way to start where you could just do the Donald Trump method. Mm-hmm. Um, how would how would you do that, Jace? Well, I'd probably just go. Um, it'd be something. It'd be reasonably compassionate. Still, I'd just say, you know, step into my office, and uh, you'd probably go, "Why?" And I'd go, "Because you're fucking fired." <laughs> So uh, we'll just leave that, um, just park that one there. If you want to use that method, entirely up to you. <laughs> it's good to get yourself on a current affair and um, <laughs> you know, all those shows that aren't favourable for your business. But <laughs> In all seriousness, look, how to say it, it it's quite simple, you know, and because we've been in this situation many times ourselves, um, you know, uh, I, you know, have the you know had the opportunity to let plenty of people go through various businesses. It can be as simple as just saying, "Look, sit the person down and just say, look, 'Look, I've made a decision that as of the date you decide when it is, I'll be terminating your agreement with us.'" It's as simple as that. So, because uh, initially, if someone's sitting down for that formal chat, they've had the three written warnings. It's several conversations. There's that level of frustration from you as a business owner. At that point in time, I, I sort of know that the people are turning up for that meeting and they're pretty clear on what's maybe lying ahead of them. And I would just jump straight to the chase. Look, Jason, the reason I brought you down here today is as of the 1st of Feb 2017, I'm going to be terminating the agreement with us. So we'll be finishing up. The discussion I want to have with you now, like I said, has got nothing to do personally, um, but it's all about business. And let me just discuss some of the reasons why. With that conversation, what I found is in probably 90 plus percent of the scenarios is that the person on the other end of the line was was expecting it. They they were in agreement. Uh, in some in some instances, uh, were incredibly apologetic for just letting us down because they felt like I've I felt like you've done everything you could to assist me in this, and I'm the one who hasn't stepped up. Yeah, and the thing that I like about this whole process is that occasionally, you know, when you're first new to all of this, and, and I've heard people, and, I, and maybe I did it in my early um, stages of business as well, you see sometimes people walking around, they go, oh, thank goodness I, s- I sacked that son of a bitch, or whatever it may be. There's just no need for it. Like, done, done this way again, you don't want all that negative energy running through your business. So this is why we're talking about this process and system where it can just stay pr- completely professional, Detached from it, mostly. It's not worth the um, the wasted energy, especially taking this stuff home with you and talking about this person. So, using the methods we talk today, it'll it'll save you a lot of heartache and wasted energy. And look, at the end of the day, some people work out, some people don't. You do your part. You structure a good business. You have a good uh, system in place for this. People rather match it. Or they don't, and then they'll go on to whatever they need to go on to next. And that way, there has to be no of this negative energy walking through. Mm. So my concluding statement on it is that um, it's it'll be you know one of the best things you can do from a personal uh, growth and personal development perspective as a business owner. It'll also be incredibly um, liberating and um, and and satisfying to do it if you've been you know I guess carrying around somebody that you didn't think was doing the right thing for your company. It can be an absolute breath of fresh air. So. Uh, my bit is don't be hesitant. Um, follow the advice and the strategy from our systems that we teach and uh, and you'll get the end result that you want. All right. I hope you've uh, taken some highly valuable points out of this uh, podcast. And again, if you're, you know, if you're stuck feeling like your business is in a, in a, in a place and not moving forward, you want some help, resources, uh, support, then you know how to reach us. Contact us via our website's the easiest. Go to www.createptwealth.com.au and you'll find a place where you can, uh, you can contact us. Other than that, have a great, uh, a great uh, week in your business and look forward to the next podcast. It's Brad and Jason Trump signing off. <laughs>